0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins
1: on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Nurse going after Hague. Nurse and Hague. And now some overhand rights from Nick Haig. Nurse is eating them. Haig lands, and now Nurse is to punch. And he nails Haig with a couple of thunderous right hands. Haig answers with a chopping right. This is a tremendous tilt behind the Vegas net. Both players landing big shots. Now they've strung one another out is looking for the overhand right as Nurse clips him with a right to the body. Sure with an overhand right, then an uppercut right off of Haig, and then a chopping right hand. Haig able to shake it off and wrap up Darnell Nurse and clip him with a right hook as they're separated. What about?
2: Yeah, what about Darnell Nurse, Nicholas Haig in the final minute of the third period? The crowd was Enjoying that, and they enjoyed this one pretty much from the onset of the game. The Oilers take down the Golden Knights 4 1. Convincing win for Edmonton. The series is tied 2 2. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99 inside Rogers place for Heartland Ford. Overtime open line. All right. So the Oilers play very well, answered the bell. Everybody contributed. Skinner has a good game. Couple of things here, though. Technically, Rob, Darnell Nurse is automatically suspended for one game. Yep now they can review this mm-hmm. and rescind the instigator, instigator which i actually was surprised there was an instigator because he and haig have wanted to fight since the second game of the I,
3: series. I no i i figured there would be an instigator he came right from his point okay and went in and grabbed he, he did instigate the fight having said that he instigated it in a way where I mean, the reason they have this rule in the last five minutes of a game is because there used to be a time, we've talked about it a lot, and it's, the NHL's not like this anymore, that when one team would get a big lead, the other team would just send players out to fight, and they would jump players and guys would get beat up. So they took, took this in to try and say, all right, if you're going to do it, you're going to be suspended. And it was a good rule, a smart rule. On this play here, Nurse came from his point. He and Haig talked at the beginning of the shift as they were coming in for the faceoff, And I was thinking, okay, they're going to fight on this shift. Nurse came from the the, the blue line all the way down. Haig was engaged with another player. Nurse grabbed him. Took the gloves off, grabbed him. That's instigating. So that is right. They called the right play. On it, though, Nurse didn't throw a punch. So if they look at it the way I would think that they should do it, he grabbed him, but he didn't fight him or didn't throw punches. He didn't sucker him. He allowed Haig to drop his gloves because Haig very quickly got his off. So to me, I think they rescind the, the, the instigator and i don't believe either player is going to be suspended next game
2: here's what the rule book says the suspension shall be served unless upon review of the incident the director of hockey operations at his discretion deems the incident is not related to the score previous incidents in the game or prior games retaliatory in nature message sending etc also if there is a one-game suspension woodcroft would get a ten thousand dollar fine so that's if Nurse is is suspended, uh, I, I'm already getting some information that that probably won't be the case.
3: Well I, I don't I don't think they will. I think they'll rescind it.
2: Now the other debate is Alex Petrangelo's overhand slash on Darnell Nurse, which
3: No on Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, pardon me on yep. Leon
2: Dreisaitl with one twenty seven left in the third. Petrangelo got drilled by Kane a few minutes prior to that, and they showed him on the bench. He, he was looking at his wrist for a while. I was surprised he came back in the game.
3: I was surprised they too because the l- game was over.
2: Uh, but you know,
3: perhaps it wasn't. The pain wasn't as bad as they nope. thought. Um, I mean, that should have been a penalty too. That's the problem is the referee, there could have been penalties called that they should have called, and they could have defused the situation, because this game was over really halfway through the second period. But I think the referees allowed certain things to go on, which allowed the players to get a little angry, and they tried taking things out themselves. So uh, the
2: information I'm getting from someone in the know is that this person suspects that Changel will be fined. Yep, I agree. And, and may be suspended though I, I'm skeptical that the NHL is gonna suspend somebody I mean I, nurse got suspended last year for the for the headbutt I think it was on yeah. the no in game uh, four leading into game five that was last year I, I, I don't know if Petrangelo is suspended
3: I don't think so I think it was stupid uh, I I understand the frustration in your game but it, it was just dumb because what you have done is given the NHL an opportunity to make a decision whether they suspend you or not i think he'll be fine i don't think he'll be suspended i think darnell nurse they will review it and they will rescind it and i think both players will play next game that's just my thought okay
2: so we'll hear more about this as we go through the show here Oilers win it 4-1 and we talk a lot about response bouncing back in the playoffs the, the Oilers were exceptional i thought in the first period they start uh, woodcroft starts mcleod fogel and ryan who were their best line yep. last game because the big guys weren't very good in game three. And they were forechecking checking hard, and McLeod trips some audio. And it's like, okay, how do you respond? Strong penalty kill, Skinner, a couple of good saves, blocked shots, hard battles. And I thought, okay, they, they've answered the bell. They, they tried to start the game they wanted, couldn't quite do it with a penalty. Killed this off, and then they took over from there. Bugstad scores, Bouchard scores. The Viking pounds one in, it's 3-0 after the first period.
3: Well, I thought when the, the Oilers took the penalty in the first minute of the game, when McLeod trips, I'm thinking, okay, this is actually going to benefit the Oilers. Because a, a power play at that time of game is very hard for a team, some of the guys haven't been on the ice yet, you're, you're sending your skilled players out, it's much easier to kill. And if that, they're setting the tone now as a referee, that they're going to call a lot of penalties, which they, they did tonight. So I thought that was going to benefit the others. The others' penalty killing was excellent in this hockey game. There were uh, numerous times in the second period where the uh, Vegas Golden Knights could have crept back into this game they had three power plays they weren't they didn't score in any of those so yes the penalty kill to start the game for the edmonton oilers was good and then they came out and again what we've seen time and time again over the the course of these playoffs their fourth line or third line or their depth players score big five on five goals and for the fourth straight game in this series the edmonton oilers score first and in the second for the second time in this series they extend the lead and that was huge in this hockey game 4-1
2: 4-1 the final final shots 33 26 in favor of the oilers so skinner after being pulled stops 25 out of 26 and is the winning goaltender
3: he was good uh, it's there was one save that he had to make on the power play to start the game for the vegas golden knights It was a shot by Martha show from the side and there was a good scheme skein- screen uh, stone went in front of his eyes so that was a Saved by Skinner, it was a positional sca- save because he didn't see the puck coming but he was set up perfectly. Uh, he just got enough of it, pushed it wide and set the tone for himself for the game. He wasn't tested a lot, especially in the first half of the game, but some of those games like that sometimes are hard on goaltenders because you, you, you're, you're down there, you're lonely for long periods of time and then they have a quick strike and Stuart Skinner made the saves he had to make and it was a nice rebound game for him and Sets himself up for uh, and the team up for an exciting game five.
2: Stuart Skinner, the fourth star for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars tonight Bouchard number one, McDavid number two, Bugstad number three. I, I thought Bugstad had a very good game tonight.
3: I, I think he's been very consistent throughout the playoffs. Uh, he wins big faceoffs, he's physical when he needs to and he scored a couple big goals, and that was a nice one. The Oilers wanted a a bigger third-line center, and the size of him and his reach was huge on that goal because he had to get it around the back of the net before uh, the goalie Hill got across, and his reach with the extra 8 to 12 inches that he has on most players was enough for him to score a big goal for the Edmonton Oilers.
2: All right, so 4-1 the final tonight, so the series is 2-2. Game five is Friday at eight, so we'll have the face-off show at six on six thirty Chad. There will be a game here on Sunday. We don't know what time it's gonna be. It'll
3: There's probably depend checking.
4: on It'll depend
2: on the Leafs Panthers series. Yeah. So we might not know till after that game ends on Friday. I can also tell you Tyson is the winner of Set the Line for River Creek Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. I set the line at 36 and a half for Oilers' shots on goal tonight. Uh, So it is under. They got to 33. So Tyson gets the $50 River Creek Resort Casino gift card. Okay, we're going to be bringing you a post-game reaction. We'll take your phone calls as we move along as well. Oilers win at 4-1. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty. Chat.
1: Here's a check by Butestad. Quick tap to save. Rebound. Bukestad scores. One nothing Edmonton. Nick Butestad created the initial opportunity and buried the second.
2: Well, that got it started for the Oilers. Bugstad, 6:46 into the game. Oilers beat the Golden Knights 4-1. Rob, we talked a little bit about that goal after the first period. If you're uh, an Oilers fan, you're probably seeing great forecheck by... Costin and Bigstad, If you're a Vegas fan, you're probably saying, "How do three Golden Knights in clear possession of the puck for a breakout give up a goal four seconds later?"
3: Well, and that's one of Vegas's best defensemen. That's Theodore, uh, and he gets the puck. If you watch the replay, picks it up along the boards, and instead of just getting the puck off the glass and out, or, or flipping it out, he carried it from the boards to the middle of the ice, right into traffic, right into Costin, and then all of a sudden. He kind of had a little fumble and then whiffed on the pass. And now they went from full possession in a corner to uh, scrambly in front of their net. And good on and good on Bukestad. But that was about a, a, a five-minute sequence for Shea Theodore, who, again, is a, an excellent defenseman. But he gives that away for a goal, then takes a dumb penalty on Koston. And they score in that power play two goals against, both on, the, on, on mistakes by Theodore. All
2: right, so the Oilers take it 4-1. Let's go at the mic for a clip restoration. Eclipse restoration. named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft.
5: Get on the defenseman, be physical with those guys and and kind of trying to wear them down.
6: Yeah, you know what? I think we've been doing that all playoffs. Uh, You know, we believe in playing the game hard, whistle to whistle, um, finishing your check in a legal fashion. And, um, you know, when you do that, you wear teams down and you create frustration. Um, so, you know, it was a good, good game plan tonight and the guys followed it to a T. What were your thoughts on the Petrangelo slash at the end of the game? Um, you know what? I'm, I said this to you last year, Specter, in the playoffs, a, a wise, uh, mentor of mine once told me there's four jobs in hockey player coach, manager, and referee, I coach. Um, if you're asking my my opinion on that play, I would not define it as a hockey play, and I'd leave it at that. I'm sure people will, will take a look at Are it. Are you concerned uh, Darnell Nurse gets the instigator in the final five minutes of a game? That can be a one-game suspension. You know what? The way I saw that play, and same thing, I, you know, my job's to coach, but... The way I saw that play, if you're asking my my opinion on that play, I saw, you know, like, the play going on. Um, I saw, you know, um, Darnell wrap somebody up uh, in a bear hug, two guys bear hugging each other, and I saw um, their player with his gloves off first. I saw their player throw eight punches. Um, so, to me, that that's... Two willing combatants. It's not like somebody was turtled up in the in a ball. I saw two willing combatants, um, and as I said, I believe it started with, um, you know, the the Vegas Golden Knight uh, player fourteen. Um, you know, he was the had his gloves off first. He threw the first eight punches. Jay, where did you see the the biggest improvement in your club uh, at even strength tonight? Yeah, I thought we I thought we executed our game plan well. You know, we have we have a lot of really good hockey players that like to play fast. I thought the pace of our our game was where it needed to be. Um, you know, I thought we got on their D. I thought we got on their goaltender. Um, you know, we're aware that you know that was the first start for their goaltender in almost over two months. Um, that's a tall task. It's different than when you get put in halfway through a game and you're just running on adrenaline, but um, You know when you have to think about it for a few days um, You know we're aware of that and so we wanted to make sure that you know we made things difficult and certainly we went out and uh, Executed at a high level and and made them pay for some mistakes Really leaned on your depth like you you threw four lines together. You played them. Everybody seemed engaged. Yeah, just your instinct to give everybody a little bit more, give them that opportunity. I thought, I, I thought it was a well-played game. Um, you know, for us to have Matthias Janmark come back into the lineup healthy, that was important. He's an important part of our team. He, he's kind of had a rough playoff in that he was injured in the first game against the L.A., <laughs> Kings and then uh, he was injured in the first game in in the Vegas series so he's kind of had fits and starts so not having him as an option um, you know you know doesn't make us a deeper team Um, but having him as an option gives us a really good option and uh, you know I thought there was nice balance to the lines tonight everybody contributed up and down the lineup and um, as I said earlier we feel good about the win Um, but we understand that now it's a best of three and we're going to Las Vegas on um, Friday and we're looking to win a road game
5: Jay you've talked a lot about certain moments of a game and uh, in games one and three, you struggled after you scored in, in allowing Vegas to get back in the game. Tonight, especially after the first inning the second goal, there was like three, four consecutive shifts. They were barely in your zone. Yeah. Was that more of an emphasis or is it just a, a reaction
6: from your team after? You know, that's something we work on during the year, Jason. Nobody sets out to give up a goal immediately after you've given one up or you've scored one. I think we put an emphasis on that next shift and then that next shift and coming at teams in ways. Um tonight I thought we executed it at a high level and that's part of it is making sure that, that um that next shift the puck keeps going down the opposition's throat and um we did a good job of that tonight. Hey Jay, this is kind of piggybacking yep. Ryan's question, but the the line of Fogel, McLeod, and Ryan—they seem to have a lot of very solid shifts in the offensive zone. Held yep. Vegas without a shot uh, against on five-on-five. On five. Just what would you say about their performance tonight? Yeah, I think they play fast. I think they play forward. I feel comfortable uh, with them on the ice against any line of the other team. Um, you know, I think specifically when, you know, Derek missed the first game of the the series because he was ill. It was beyond his control, beyond anyone's control. But when he wasn't in the lineup, you saw what you missed. He's kind of the conscience on that line. Um, and I just think, I think Warren Fogel's playing excellent. I think, uh, you know, he, he looks dangerous every time he's in the offensive zone. I think McLeod's pace really gives teams um, issues. Uh, and the three of them put together um you know they're pretty dangerous so we're thankful they're on our team
1: Jay, can you speak can you speak to darnell nurse's game tonight it looked like he was involved you know in everything the penalty kill he was great yeah. physically he was great is this the darnell nurse at the top of his game tonight
6: i thought he was really good really really good he's a um you know in terms of a leader this guy does it right on a daily basis. His care level is off the charts. Um, he's a positive influence on the next generation of Oilers here by just by the way he conducts himself on a, a day in day out basis. And I thought his game tonight was um, excellent. Big factor in the penalty kill. Big factor in helping us move pucks up the ice and getting on top of the other team. I thought he was uh, he was a real good player for us. And then you know. Uh, to acquit himself nicely in that in that fair fight. I thought, uh, you know, he did a good job. Thank you. I just wonder what you kind
7: of make of this series through four games with, you know, three lopsided victories or losses, depending on your point of view of which team. But uh, it's haven't been very many close games, and it, I just kind of wonder what you kind of make of it.
6: Yeah, that's hard to explain. Um, you know, I would say this. There wasn't much... Distance between where the Golden Knights finished and where the Oilers finished. You know, you saw how close it was down the stretch. Two good hockey teams uh, that are now set up to play a best of three. Um, our challenge is to play two good ones in a row here. Uh, we didn't love our first game. We liked our second one. We didn't like our third one. We liked our game tonight. Um, as I said earlier, we're looking to continue to build our game and our challenge is to take on a good team in their building, but it's also a building where we've won three hockey games this year. Um, so we're, we're setting out to play a a strong road, road game in Vegas. Um, you know, that's what we're going to take care of.
7: Uh, And that was the biggest, or the first thing out of Connor McDavid's mouth too, is getting a second Straight witness playing well for a second straight time. What's the biggest key to doing that? How how do you actually string, you know, two, maybe even three games together
6: in a row? Yeah, well, I thought we skated well tonight. I didn't think we skated well in in game number three. Um, So we're going to have to make sure we're we're taking care of ourselves. We're going to have to make sure we're traveling the right way um, so that our energy reservoirs, are where they need to be. We think when we're at our best, we are a very tough team to handle, and I've seen it so far in two of the four games. But I, you know, as I said, the challenge is going to be to put them back to back and win a game in a tough building. But as I said, we've won three hockey games in that building. We, we know we can do it. Thanks.
2: All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. Oilers win 4-1 over the Golden Knights series is 2-2. Anything stand out there for
3: you, up? No, I think everything he says is stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, the Oilers, and we, we've talked with the fans that have called in, when the Oilers play their best, uh, they are hard to beat, and they've been the dominant team in the games that they've come out and played well. Uh, Vegas is good. Vegas, uh, I, I would expect they're gonna respond. I think the, the next three games are gonna be much tighter. Uh, As much as the first game was tight score-wise, it wasn't tight play-wise, as Vegas was a much better hockey club in that game. Uh, Game five is always the fun one, because it puts somebody either out of the playoffs or it puts someone on the brink of being out of the playoffs. Very important hockey game, uh, but I do like the fact that he pointed out that, edmonton has won three times in vegas this year because they're going to have to do it again if they want to win this series they're going to have to win at least one game in vegas and that game could be on friday night set the tone for uh, a fun game here on sunday
2: just some other stats tonight evan bouchard played exactly 20 minutes had a goal five hits three shots on goal woodcroft was asked about darnell nurse plays 23:07, had an assist plus one Four hits, couple of blocked shots. Ekholm 1855. He had the goal tonight. Credited with two hits. Evander Kane 1542, seven hits. Nick Bukestad
3: had the goal, nine hits tonight. He was good. He's, he's been very, very good. He, he's uh, again uh, both Ekholm and Bukestad, The expectations were high for both those players coming over, and I think both of them have exceeded it. Uh, I, 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 I thought that. Buksa would help this team in the areas of killing penalties, winning faceoffs, just being a bigger body. But he's much tougher than I'd ever expected from him. He's much more physical. Uh, he gets involved, uh, and when he hits someone, it's not like he's—it's bone crushing. But he just rubs them completely out of the play. He's such a big man that you get swallowed up into him he's done a very very nice job and just going back one more thing when they go to the Peter Peter Angelo and nurse thing if those are the two biggest minute men on both teams that's both teams best defensemen yeah uh, I don't obviously the is if nurse doesn't play Broberg comes in I don't know who the seventh defenseman is for Vegas um, I have no idea who would be the guy that, but both teams would have to fill 24 25 minutes of ice time in the biggest game of the series so I think and I hope that neither is suspended and we get to see the two teams play at their best on Friday night. $400
2: donation from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com to 630 Chet. Santa's Anonymous, James H. Brown, giving $100 to Santa's every time the Oilers score. 4-1 is the final tonight in Game 4. We have more reaction coming up from the Oilers. We have your calls as well on the CertainTeed Hotline, the pros' choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. Six thirty, Chad.
1: Irving is outed He was popped, centering pass wide open. Stone can't put it home. Got checked from behind and went down in a heap.
2: Stewart Skinner's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. First period, great chance in front for Stone of the Golden Knights. Skinner with a stretching save. Yamamoto checks Stone in the back. Face goes into the crossbar. Golden Knights want a penalty, not called. Ekholm scores 15 seconds later, Oilers are up three nothing.
3: Yeah, I think there was some frustration on Vegas's bench on that one. Uh, that was i i believe the best save for skinner tonight. most important at uh, the point at that point it was two nothing edmonton and the oilers had a hiccup in their own zone and stone was by himself in front of the net tries to make a move and yet Yamamoto got him from behind probably could have been a penalty so instead of vegas going on a power play trying to pull within one he goes down the other way and stone a little late getting back into his own end i believe Ekholm is his man and Ekholm is uh, a shot that we've seen a few times since he's come to Edmonton an absolute bomb from the 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 wing and goes up and over the glove of Hill and all of a sudden the Edmonton Oilers extend their lead to 3 nothing.
2: Oilers win 4-1 here is goaltender Stuart Skinner
3: it's a, a
6: tremendous amount of action in the first half of the game there so but how, how good did it feel to put the game out there that you did
3: today?
8: yeah uh, felt good um... I mean, again, just a huge win by the group. So uh, that's the most important thing. So uh, just the way the guys battled tonight was uh, impressive.
6: Did you feel like the work that you put in in the last couple of days sort of paid off? Some of the things you were wanting to focus on and
8: work on were, were a little better tonight? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you always got to show up the next day and keep on working, right? So um, I'm just I'm uh, going to keep on growing and learn from my mistakes for from tonight as well and then uh, just move forward, get better tomorrow. And the second... Sorry, this team has a bit of a habit of you know digging itself a hole, but it always seems to respond in these situations. What do you see in, in these? Like we we dig ourselves in, yeah, in a hole in series. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd use the word digging the hole, but I think uh, yeah, I, I think sometimes you go down in series, and um, in order to go all the way, I think that you're going to be in positions where you're down, um, and it's. Just like how I've always said, it's always about how you respond, right? So, I think tonight is uh, you know another resilience win by us.
7: In the second, when it's it three nothing, they had a couple power plays. That's when you were your busiest. Did you find that that
5: was kind of key for you to kind of get your legs under you?
8: Yeah, that's why I took that penalty so I can keep on getting shots. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a little silly mistake by me Um, and then I gave Leo a bad pass ended up being a penalty as well so I definitely had to fight to uh to make sure that uh, those didn't bite us in the butt because I think that those were my my doing um but yeah being able to get that action you know you get a good sweat on you start feeling good again and I think that's uh you know I they have a good power play so being able to um you know do our job I mean if you guys saw Doc out there, he was unbelievable. Um, uh, I mean, that goes with all of our d e c Spinny, like all these guys. They they battle every night, and I'm very grateful for them. That pass was right on the tape, though, wasn't it? It was right in his feet, actually. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was tough, but yeah, I apologize to him. Uh, I think mid play, actually, but yeah, it was, uh, I'll be better.
9: Darnell, uh, Darnell Nurse is sort of an emotional barometer, it seems,
8: from where we sit when he's going the way he was going tonight seems to drag everyone in with him. Is that a fair assessment? I think uh, I think he brings a lot to the table. He brings a lot of energy, um, brings a lot of competitiveness. He brings great uh, he's obviously brings a lot of great uh, defensive play, brings a lot of offensive play. So I mean he's uh he's a threat out there. Um, and I think uh, I mean that's why that's why he's uh, where he's at.
7: What do you make of the kind of the up and down
8: nature of the series
7: between, you know, one team dominating, next team dominating the night after? Pretty odd, kind of from your perspective?
8: Yeah, I mean, that's playoffs. Um, you know, sometimes that happens. And uh, I think uh, I think we just got to keep on playing the way that we know how to. And if we, uh, if we stick to that, I think we'll, be, uh, we'll, we'll give ourselves a chance to win.
7: So what's the key then to kind of stringing two of these together?
8: bringing the same the same effort every single night um i think sometimes uh we uh we can get a little bit lackadaisical or slow or um you know and that that starts with me uh first so i got to be able to make those saves in the first period um you know to give our team a chance to win and um i think uh i think if we do that and we play hard and we play fast and do what you know these guys know what they're going to do um so i'm uh I'm very confident in this group.
2: All right, that's Stuart Skinner. Bounces back from being pulled last game. 25 stops. Oilers take game four, 4 1 over the Vegas Gold Knights. Yeah, he took a penalty for playing the puck outside the trapezoid. And then, as he referenced, gave Leon Dreisettle a tough pass. <laughs> and the puck almost bounced into the vacated net. That's the one that led to the Deharnay uh,
3: puck over glass penalty. Well, I think he shocked Leon, too. It's yeah. just like Leon skating back and all of a sudden, puck comes right to him. Those are ones, too, could bounce off your stick into the net. Actually, outside of maybe Leon and Connor, he passes to anyone else on the other it might bounce yeah. off them and go into the net. Uh, but the Oilers management and players will take the odd mistake, like the penalty that he took or the bad pass if Skinner continues to play like he did tonight and make the saves that he did.
2: And, and I imagine it's been noted that he'll work on his puck handling in the offseason but well
3: that's the one thing that uh, between Campbell and Skinner Campbell is the better of the two puck handlers oh for sure by, by far and the Oilers were spoiled the last number of years having Mike Smith who's one of the greatest that ever played the game uh Stuart Skinner still has to to work on that but the biggest thing for a goaltender is keeping the puck out of the net and he did that very well tonight
2: Oilers win 4-1. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak. Restaurants come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. We have Scott at 780-496-0063. Hi, Scott. Go ahead.
1: Hey, what's going on? Just doing the show, my man. What's on your mind? well nothing I just I I you know after watching the game I, I just want to get what your guys thoughts were on what you think the league's going to do with nurse and with Petrangelo
3: nothing I don't think either player will be suspended I nothing. think that Those Petrangelo will be no? fine I think Petrangelo will be fine and I think they'll rescind the, the instigator on nurse that's my thought that's I've-
2: what that's what we think the league will do that's not necessarily what we would do what what
1: what do you think uh- ME, I, I MEAN, PETROANGELO, THAT WAS INTENT INSURT. I MEAN, YOU KNOW, NURSE, NURSE, THAT WAS A FIGHT, AND THE OTHER GUY SWUNG BACK, AND THEY HAD A GOOD FIGHT, BOTH both THREW SOME GOOD SWINGS, BUT PETROANGELO'S WAS INTENT INSURT. SO I MEAN, GIVEN, yeah, YOU NEVER KNOW WHAT A LEGAL DO, BUT IN MY THOUGHT, I THINK PETROANGELO SHOULD BE, THAT'S THE ONE THAT SHOULD BE REVIEWED. Whether it's They'll a fine re- or a suspension, I don't know.
3: They will review it 100%. They're going to review it. Five-minute major uh, in a hockey game. They're going to review it. I think he'll be fined. I don't think he'll be suspended, and I don't <laughs> think Nurse will be suspended either.
1: Get that. So I mean, you know, and the Oilers have been giving it to him. We've given it to him. And and Kane took a pretty good liberty on him earlier yeah, that in the should game. Should have been a so. penalty.
3: That yeah. Should have been a penalty on that one too. Yes. The ref- yes. I thought. I thought this ref. This game was poorly ref. I thought. I I, I agree. I, I both I ways, I but I thought it was poorly yeah, wrapped.
2: I know there's a lot of talk about officiating sometimes, but I, I thought there was the one game in the LA series that was bizarre, and yep. I thought I thought this one was. I mean, the quite frankly, the penalty that. Theodore got for slashing McDavid is one of the worst calls I've seen this
3: season. Well, especially the importance of it when it happened. I agree, that was a terrible call on that one. And then the they, he was they kept throwing guys out of the game. Well, I don't know why Yamamoto got a misconduct. Was he the his one stick. that was?
2: Now maybe he said something where they're just like, okay, I'm gonna. I mean, I guess if Yamamoto threatens something, somebody, you got to get him out of the game because <laughs> if he takes somebody on, yeah, that was. A, and I mean, it was three nothing. Nurse had a partial breakaway and got tripped. Yep, that I mean that to me that should be, be called. So yeah, it was, it, again, it, it was both ways. I sometimes refs has off. I really, for, for the most part, I haven't had a problem with it because it's it's a fast game. It's it's a rough game. Players do try to but step over the line in in the postseason. But I, I thought today was weird.
3: And you know, I think the referees they, they were calling the wrong things. And I think late in the game they let some things go that they shouldn't have. And because of that you had a little bit of silliness at the end of the hockey game So yeah, I think so far what's that for the Oilers in games played this playoff 10. I think there's been eight Games that have been well ref, and I think there's been two that were terrible. I thought this one was terrible
2: Oilers went 4 one over the
3: Golden Knights series
2: is 2-2 Bukestad Bouchard Ekholm and Nugent Hopkins scoring for Edmonton wafer Vegas, uh, Nuge's goal was a big one. Made it four nothing. Pretty much ended it, though. The Oilers were already playing well at that point. You could see his reaction that uh, he was very relieved.
3: Yeah, well, it's been a fantastic year for R N H. The regular season was uh, incredible, but the the goal of Leon and Connor and Nuge and Hyman and Kane and the rest of the Edmonton Oilers isn't to have a good regular season. It's to win a Stanley Cup. And when you're a big part of the team as R N H is, you want to be a contributor on a night to night basis and uh, things haven't gone as well as he had hoped thus far in the playoffs not playing poorly but the puck's not finding the back of the net for him Uh, that was you could see the relief and you could see also the celebration with mcdavid he knew how important that was for rnh as well so uh, i know that most goal scorers that when something finally goes in for them there's this huge Right. It's here for me. And all of a sudden, the puck seems to find the back of the net more often in the coming games. So I would expect r to keep this going now. Okay, let's bring the
2: secret professor onto overtime open line. He had a reference-filled call when he buzzed in a couple of games ago. Secret professor,
5: go ahead. Uh, hey, boys. A game as joyous as this was to watch, I can only begin with a quote from uh, Yeats. Okay. think where man's glory most begins and ends and say my glory was I had such friends. We're watching a team that is playing for each other right now. They're playing through incredible adversity. It's beautiful to see um i'll just get through my topics here this call is only going to be half as good as the last one just to warn you um it's important to call out you know a lot of the great depth and role players and how well they're playing i mean bukestad huge goal tonight ryan mcleod of the clan mcleod these are players that are very easy to cheer for it's a real treat to have so many guys through the depth chart that are just so easy to cheer for each and every night but i ask you when will we appreciate warren fogel when will we appreciate tom clancy's Derek ryan and his mission to help (laughs) us secure another playoff victory here i mean seriously these are great guys to watch i mean evander kane he's affecting every playoff game he's in obviously another fantastic uh, game jeff skinner totally getting it done um, you know, I wanted to say last thing. I've heard a lot of people say this lately. This is something people say. They say, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And I want to offer, offer a counterpoint to this philosophy. I want to say, hey, you know what? If you're trying to win by cheating, if you're trying to play the Oilers dirty while they're just playing ice hockey, if you want to win that way, maybe you're not focused on the things that will help you succeed in the long term. Maybe you're not focused on the things that you should be, like playing ice hockey, you know, passing the puck, shooting it, tipping it, bouncing it off the boards, etc maybe you know if you're not cheating you're not trying it's kind of bs and people should just be you know trying to win the proper way um
2: just, Secret uh, professor, sorry you, we gotta we gotta so, wrap you up wrap
5: it up quick yeah. if you can no no I'm, I'm good i'm good thank you so much all right enjoy the thank show.
2: you, you are you're a, a profound
3: man thank you very much he uses big words i had to get my google yeah, out there. i'm not
2: sure who he said was it Yeats? Is that a poet, a philosopher? Uh, He's
3: a very famous poet. Oh, is he? Oh, me and my wife, every night before we go to bed, we each. What's his first name? Billy. (laughs) (laughs) We could have made Billy Yeats the fourth star of the game. Um, Yeah, I have no idea. I have heard of Yeats. I don't know his first name. And to me, the fourth star of the game.
2: Some English student or professor is listening right now. William Butler
3: Yeats, oh, is absolutely. that him? Oh, I no think way. it is oh, yeah, William Yeats. Him. Yeah, yeah, William is him.
2: Butler Yeats, he was also an Irish politician. And
3: what did I say? Billy. I was right. Wow, I am so good today. Yeah,
2: I believe they, they called him well, Billy. Billy. They did. Yeah. Well, I mean,
3: down at the pub, that's
2: what they
10: called him.
3: All Billy right.
2: Yeats. 4 the Oilers take it. The series is 2-2. You're going to hear from Connor McDavid. A few more of your phone calls as well. We are in a very happy Studio 99. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen
0: Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio. Six thirty,
1: chat. Left circle, Nugent, McDavid circles, dishes, one timer, score. Harvick Bouchard blasting it home. Edmonton two, Vegas nothing. The Etco power play.
2: Evan Bouchard with the bomb that made it 2-0, Oilers, 7:38 into the game. The Oilers scored twice in 52 seconds there, and they go on to beat Vegas 4-1. The Oilers power play one for six tonight, those couple power plays late in the game that uh, were abbreviated and or weren't
3: crucial. Nope, but they did get the one big goal on yep. their power play. That was the Bouchard one. They. Uh, Vegas did a good job killing off the first one but if you give the Oilers two power plays in the first half of the first period you're asking for trouble and uh, the Oilers they're so talented that they have set plays and you see them talk before every face off to start uh, start off the power play and that that was a set play it's like okay here's what we're going to do we're going to try to get this play off and it ends up with the Oilers biggest shot taking a one timer at about 90 miles an hour from about 15 feet out And that was, I felt for Hill on that one. His own defenseman screened him. He had no idea where the... Now, if he could have seen it, I'm not sure he could have stopped it anyways. But if you got a Bouchard shot coming in at 90 miles an hour and you're screened, there's no chance you're stopping
2: him. We've seen Bouchard do this for a couple of years now, but his... His... Slapper is just so smooth. Like it almost reminds me of a, like a guy with a smooth golf swing. It just has this tempo to it, but then the puck just comes off so hot.
3: Well, it's like you see some of these skinny dudes on the PGA tour that weigh about 160 <laughs> pounds and they hit it 340 yards and you're like, "How can that little guy hit it so far?" But they're so smooth and they just the way they swing and that's what it is with Bouchard. I remember watching him when he's at the World Juniors and they didn't use him on the power play and I'm like, "Okay, hey, that guy just really hard. I think they should use him a little" bit more uh, he's fit in very very nicely and that was a set play and they're like all right it's one of those shots too that nobody wants to get in front of like it's hard to to encourage your penalty killers okay this guy's going to hit it at about 90 to 95 miles an hour i need you to block it because they hurt so bouchard play was set up he made no mistake so they only scored one power play goal tonight but it ended up being i that was the game-winning goal
2: yeah also tonight on the Advantage Trailer Rentals scoreboard, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals, visit advantagetrailerrentals.com. Leafs over the Panthers 2-1, Panthers up 3-1 in the best of seven, so this is the first time since uh, 2020 that there will not be any sweeps in the first two rounds of the playoffs. It's happened. Uh, this It's happened now six times in the last 36 years, no sweeps. In the first two rounds no I don't keep track of that myself I'm reading off an email from the NHL well
3: Florida missed a great opportunity
2: thing to keep track (laughs) yeah
3: but that was a great opportunity for Florida on home ice be able to sweep get some rest uh, and prepare for the next round and now they just given the Toronto Maple Leafs a little glimmer Toronto gets to go home uh, and and try to continue this uh, this come back and give themselves a chance. They want to get back to Florida, so the Florida Panthers uh, lost an opportunity going against the third-string goaltender of the Toronto Maple Leafs, who turned in a fantastic effort for them tonight.
2: Oilers win 4-1. We have Josh on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Josh. Go
11: ahead. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. Hello. Hi. I just uh, wanted to start off the call by saying I don't believe that Vegas has any control over how this series is going to turn out. It's either Edmonton is going to take control or they're going to hand it to Vegas by just not playing their game the way they want to play their game.
2: Well, that's, that's an interesting comment. I, I mean, I, I think Vegas is very good. And, and I do think if Vegas is playing well, they, they can present problems for the Oilers. But, uh, but I do get what you're saying. And that's what I've said when I'm asked, uh, you know, even before the, the playoffs, that if the Oilers play at or near their potential, they're pretty hard to beat four times in seven
11: games. So my main thing I wanted to say uh, for this call was uh, I'm preface this with I'm a fa- I'm, I am like to think I'm fairly impartial when it comes to judging NHL teams. I'm more emotional with the Oilers, of course, but I still try to be as impartial as possible. The Department of Player Safety is inconsistent on their best day, but I think they need to take a long look at what Petrangelo did because McDavid has said it himself in his post game that it was textbook uh, intent to injure you have an emotional player on a dead play with an overhand two-handed chop on the wrist of a a star player in the league and that's just not something that they can really ignore at this point I know they're going to look at it it's a major penalty but they need to take a good look at it forget that it's the playoffs they need to look at it as impartially as they can and they need to understand that maybe a fine isn't the best way to go here because that's that's just sofa change to Petrangelo at this point
3: You're right. I mean, all the fines in the National Hockey League, the the amount is generally there. Yeah, it's not really that much. It doesn't really affect the bottom line of any player. Uh, Again, they they will look at it. I I think it'll be a fine. Uh, That's all I think it will be. I think that it'll come down to this. I think both players will either play Nurse and Peter Angelo, or both players will sit out. I don't think one will be in and one will be out. I think it'll be a package deal.
2: The department of player safety is inconsistent you and i talk about this a lot mm-hmm. you as a former player if, if you did suspensions there would be more of them way oh, way more suspensions uh, and,
3: and longer ones uh
2: who was it i mean eberly
3: how that is we not had, a we 10 game suspension. You, you were
2: furious about this uh, when eberly hit cogliano in he, the first round he
3: actually broke his neck he, he broke the guy's neck I mean what do you have to do to get a suspension in the National Hockey League I, I I love I love Eberle as a hockey player and I've met him and done a number of events with him. he's a really good guy but he hit Cogliano from behind you could not I mean if you're gonna say at the beginning of the year to send a video to all the teams and say okay here is hitting from behind you would have taken that one he runs runs him into the boards head first the, the video is absolutely horrendous. When you see what happens to the, the neck of Cogliano, it was it's, it was scary and, and so frightening. frightening, and he, he, he doesn't get a suspension. He literally, Cogliano's neck was broken in that. He was done for the series and possibly, I don't know, do you come back from a broken neck? I don't know, at his age. And there wasn't a suspension. Absolutely embarrassing for the National Hockey League on that one. Thus, if you break a guy's neck and you don't get suspended, I don't think a slash on the arms is going to get a guy a game in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
2: Other than that, you don't really have an opinion. Well,
3: I, I, and again, again, well, Kale McCarr, I love Kale McCarr. He might be my favorite player in the National Hockey League. Love watching him play. But what he did to McCann in Seattle, that's a five-game suspension. He put the Seattle's 40-goal score, their best player, out of the playoffs with a hit six seconds after the whistle. Head first into the boards or into the boards. That should have been a five-game suspension. And Kale McCarr got one. So, yeah, no, I'm not happy with the NHL. Uh, what are they? Supplementary, disciplined dudes. Not happy with them at all. All right. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Freeson Brothers.
0: This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Ray Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
2: Final score of the night at Rogers Place. Well, so I guess technically last night. Now Edmonton Oilers four, Vegas Golden Knights one. Series is tied two two. Seven eight zero four nine six zero, 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 0063 We have Sir Robert standing by. Sir Robert, go ahead.
9: Uh, hey guys, how you doing? Good. Well, I'm gonna start with the thought on the nurse and the Tarangelo. I know they were separate, inci- separate incidents. In my opinion, I I agree with Rob. You either it's either a case of. That, uh, uh, suspend them both, or suspend neither, and they both play. That's my thought. there. obviously on the game. I, I, thought, I felt last night there would be a bounce back. I thought that I thought the whole team was uh, engaged and uh, ready to go from the start, especially in the first period love how the Oilers came out, set the tone, especially on that uh, penalty there, first minute got the kill, and then and then uh, I guess uh, more or less uh, took over the game after that, got a big lead, held on to it, played well for the whole night. So uh, heading into Friday, best of three, see what happens. Think, uh, I think also that uh, uh, the final two, maybe three games of the series, will be closer I don't think there'll be any more four or five one blowouts if you want to call them that but we will just have to uh, see where it goes thanks guys alright
2: thanks sir Robert appreciate it we also have Abbas on the line Abbas thanks for calling go ahead
9: hey guys
11: Skeeny did it again wish you got a shut out I was interested to know like how many mid there was uh, you know uh, tonight oh, and so that's, was
2: a, that's a good question there were, Three, I can I'll tell you quickly six, here. seven. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Oh, yeah, they I got forgot the Stevenson one.
3: Yeah, seven. No, so where se- do you have se- where's the seventh one? Well, they got Peter Angelo, Stevenson, Howden, Marcia show Nurse, oh, when did Yamamoto, show Kane. Uh, oh, it was with Kane. Yeah, so yeah. So there was. I, I don't
2: know why Yamamoto got one. We talked about that earlier. I
3: don't know why Kane or Marciusho got one either. That was where they just were throwing guys out for no reason. I
2: mean, I guess they're told to do it in case something... But didn't Yamamoto get hit, and then the guy on
3: the bench was grabbed pulling Grabbed his stick. stick, yeah. And then they kicked them both. Like, Yamamoto was dumbfounded. Well, the, the funniest was Howden, he got... He went to the penalty box, and he said... I, I watched him, because he, he ran into Skinner twice. Oh, his was twice. The interference. ran right? into yeah. him twice, and both times Skinner stepped out, but he intentionally hit him ran into him. He was doing that on purpose. Uh, so he said to the ref, he just, you know, he stepped out in front of me and he went to get in the penalty box and the ref just said, just leave. And he's looking at him like, really? So then he left and then the linesman said, no, 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 go back to the penalty box. So he skated back to the penalty box and the ref came over and kicked him out again. So it was like, i put his hands up, like seriously. So it was just a weirdly ref hockey game with, you know, th- there was a couple of misconducts that were certainly right i mean the one the the, the one to pedro angelo and the one to nurse but the other ones it was just like all right you know what i've got to, I got my quota here for the year so i got seven extra so i'm going to throw them all out tonight so uh, i again i thought it was a poorly ref hockey game that uh unfortunately might have carry over into the next hockey game
2: all right we also have andy on the line andy thanks for calling go ahead hey andy go ahead Alright, well Andy's obviously making a pretty important <laughs> turn so he can't talk to us. <laughs> That'll be our quick change of lanes for Jiffy Loop, keeping <laughs> you moving to and from the game.
3: Uh, he was going left, he was making sure that there was no trap. Yeah,
2: better to be better to be sure safe. about your call or about your turn than than talk to us and, and be distracted. Okay series is tied 2-2 yeah we'll see what happens with nurse and uh, petrangelo i mean rob and i have the suspicion that neither one will be suspended but we'll probably
3: find out tomorrow you would think and and either either player suspended we're again we're talking about the two number one defensemen and the two guys that eat up the most ice time on both teams Uh, i mean tonight nurse led all oilers with 20 three minutes and seven seconds. Angelo led all Golden Knights with 23 minutes and 54 seconds. So they are the two uh, ice time leaders for both teams. And uh, that is a lot of ice time to, uh, you know, tally out to other players in, in a hockey game as important as game five.
2: 12 and six for the Oilers tonight. Yadmark comes in and they take Broberg out. So DeHarnay. uh, you know, he and, he and Broberg often kind of split those minutes. Uh, D'Arnais played 16-38 tonight. I would expect it's going to be the same lineup for Edmonton after
3: a win. I I would think so. I thought Yanmark played well. I thought Harnay had a nice bounce-back game. He's had a couple rough ones in this series, but he was very good tonight. Uh, played a little bit nasty. Uh, yeah, I agree. The, I think if there's no suspensions, I would imagine both teams come back with the exact same lineups.
2: Okay, you'll hear from Nugent Hopkins and Bugstad. They both scored this evening. Oilers win 4-1 over Vegas. Series is 2-2. Heartland Ford overtime open line.
0: Playoff hockey just isn't complete without some delicious Wilhawk beef
1: jerky. It takes 16 wins to lift the greatest trophy in all of sports. And the boys in orange and blue have advanced to hockey's second season. When the games get tense, and you know they will, calm those nerves and dive into some delicious Wilhawk beef jerky. Tender, tasty, full of flavor. To be a champion, you've got to Eat like a champion, one delicious bite at a time.
0: Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Some say it's the best. It's our YEG. Celebrate the power of community and help raise funds to make life better for those battling multiple sclerosis as the Jamin Built MS Walk returns to the River City May 28th at Gold Bar Park. Then take in the exciting new musical by Filipino Canadian creators with Prison Dancer, inspired by the viral dancing inmates of Cebu. On now at Citadel Theater. That's our YEG. I'm Siri Aschuk. For details on these and more events, visit six.
1: At Specsavers, you can get two pairs of glasses for $149, which is where Dave, my husband, should have gone before we hit the road.
0: Oh, well, I... But
1: instead, I've just driven four and a half hours to turn around and drive four and a half hours home because that's where he
9: left his only pair. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I should have, uh, should have gone to Specsavers, book an eye exam today including standard single-vision lenses to the same prescription. Conditions at specsavers.ca.
5: Whether your fan cave is Hall of Fame worthy or rookie status, ProAm Sports has everything you need to make your fan space a breakaway goal. Pro-Am- so Sports are your fan cave specialists and right now you can add to yours with jerseys, headwear, apparel, and memorabilia both signed and unsigned. They have you covered for every style and budget. Check them out today at 12728 St. Albert Trail and shop 24-7 at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.
0: Welcome to Nissan.
1: Hi, what's great for safety?
0: Well, Rogue is an IIHS top safety pick winner with an intelligent around view monitor.
1: Wow, like getting the best seat in the house for your parking spot.
0: Front row seats all the way.
1: During Nissan's Unleashed Excitement event, lease the 2023 Rogue from $99 weekly for only 24 months. V all wheel drive for 428 monthly at 4.49% with 3,595 down. Conditions apply. Visit
0: your local Edmonton and area Nissan dealer for more information.
5: needs an estate plan? We put that question to Sherry McMillan, head of McMillan Estate Planning. I suggest all of us do. Now, it's usually the affluent that pursue estate planning because they have more to protect. However, estate planning is about also creating wealth, so I think all of us should pursue estate planning in our early years, not waiting until we're 60s, 70s, and 80s. Tax reasons alone are a good reason to have a life plan. If you can you know, design a plan where you pay less tax every calendar year, well, every decade you do that is obviously going to impact your estate more favorably. A life plan helps you deal with the what-ifs of life. It's about your life. How are we going to craft your estate to mitigate tax, to create wealth for you, and to protect it for the people you love and trust? Want to know more? RSVP for McMillan Estate Planning's free virtual seminar on Wednesday, May 31st by calling 1-833-266-6464 or visit MacmillanEstate.com.
1: Hi. I'm Colin Bruce from Dominion Lending Center's Mortgage Mentors. Did you know that you can buy a new home to live in while turning your old home into a rental property? As long as you're moving into the new home, you only need to have a 5% down payment. This program also works great if you're wanting to make an offer on a new home without needing to sell your existing place. This is a great way to take advantage of Edmonton's strong rental market and start building equity in two homes today. Give me and my team a call, the Colin Bruce Mortgage Team at 436-2511 or online at colinbruce.ca, 2Ls and Colin. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This
0: is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers
1: Radio, 630 chair. Darnell Nerves, wrist shot off the boards, directly McDavid in the slot, Dugin up and snaps it home. And there's his first playoff goal. And a 4-0 Edmonton lead in game four.
2: Hopkins gets his first of the postseason, helping the Edmonton Oilers beat the Vegas Golden Knights 4-1. Nuge also had an assist tonight. Nick Bukestad. Had a goal. Here are Nugent Hopkins and Bugstad.
10: It's kind of been the theme for uh, game two and tonight, just our starts. They're so important um, in the playoffs all all through the season, but, I mean, it really just gives you momentum, and, I mean, uh, Bugs gets a massive goal to start, and we just kind of rolled from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, obviously it was a great response tonight, but uh, we need to replicate that uh, in game five here. So, Ryan, just to follow that up, I'll start right here. I just
7: wonder what you make of the, of the series through four games, kind of the volatility of it, you know, both teams having great games. Both teams, maybe not. Uh, how, how do you kind of put this in perspective, though?
10: Well, I mean, we've liked our responses so far. Obviously, um, but at the same time, we can't let it sway back their way. Um, we know that they're going to want a good start uh, in, in Vegas, but we got to be able to match that and uh, and control the energy of the game right from the start. So, Nick, what's the, what's
7: the key then to, to doing that? Like, how do you put this game and build on on it for Game Five?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's moving on. Honestly, like we go home. The night, Go to bed, and it's a new day tomorrow. I think uh, you know we weren't happy with our performance in Game Three. It's hard to wake up that next morning and um, you know swallow swallow that pill. And uh, you know you got to forget quickly. You got to learn from your your mistakes. But uh, you know win or lose, it's it's a new day tomorrow. And um, I'm quickly learning that in the playoffs. You know it's day to day. Changes quickly. So um, there's no time to dwell or you know feel sorry for yourself or. In this case, you know, be on your high horse. You gotta, you just move on. It's a new game. You know they're gonna come harder um, come Friday, so we'll uh, we'll definitely come with the same mindset we had tonight. Nick, just over here. This might have been uh, your guys' most physical
5: game of the playoffs so far. Can you just maybe give me a thought on on trying to bring the physicality and
4: finish all your checks and then really pound their defenseman the way you guys did today? Yeah, it's a it's a skilled group um, of defensemen back there. So we know we got to play them hard. Um, you know, that's been um, a focus from the get-go. So, you know, it's playoffs. It's, you know, we're all trying to finish our checks and be physical. And um, sometimes it's easier some nights to, to lay hits when you're placing the puck uh, in the right spots in the four check. And, you know, guys are on the same page. That that puts you in position to finish a check and create a four check. So um, I thought tonight we were we were all, well prepared. And, um, you know, we'll take we'll take the positives from that. Ryan, what did you think
6: of
10: uh, the Petrangelo slash on uh, dry settle at the end of the game? Uh... I mean, I think time score clock uh league's going to have to look hard at that um obviously uh he, it's not really hockey play we we kind of know what he's trying to do, so um yeah, I mean it's kind of all I have to say about it, but uh we're up four one at that point and uh end of the game and he uh, he takes liberty on him so um yeah I mean I think they're going to have to look hard at that. Nick, I would say you referenced the fact that you've been, your team has been pounding on their defensemen,
6: particularly Petrangelo. Would that be one of the uh, results of a guy who has a rough night at of the office in the last couple of minutes? Is, is that a play that happens
4: because you guys are so physical on him? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't speak, speak for them, but uh, on our end, you know, we, we focus on playing between the whistles. Uh, we learned in the first series, you know, it kind of cost us a few times, you know, taking penalties off the, uh, after the whistles. So, I don't know. Um, try to frustrate them with, you know, hard play on our end. But, um, you know, I, I think it was pretty dirty play. Uh, you know, and if you watch the video, he's winding up for a good few seconds. It's not like it's, uh, you know, he's trying to make a hockey play. So, um, you know, out of, out of our control. But uh, just thankful Leon's okay. Ryan, can you talk about the play by your defenseman tonight on the Penalty
10: kill and uh, and how that really seemed to be the foundation for a strong kill. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, all our PKers, uh, our D men, uh, did a great job. Uh, obviously, you start kind of the game uh, with a PK, you can get a lot of momentum from it, actually. And uh, if you kill it off, you get some blocks. And uh, I thought they were just really solid, um, cleared the puck hard when, when they got the chance, and also uh, some huge blocks. And obviously, Stewie stood in there tall. Uh, when he needed to, so um, I thought that was a really, real high point for our game tonight it was our PK, and you, you don't want to take too many uh, in the playoffs. Uh, you want to stay out of the box as much as possible, but if you do take some, uh, you got to be re- be ready to step up.
11: Ryan, at the back, how did it feel to score
10: that goal, and how does it feel <laughs> to what you're hearing right now outside? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously our fans have been been with us, uh, supporting us the, this whole year, and uh, uh, obviously happy to, to give them something to cheer about tonight, but obviously uh it's, it's long from over, and we've got to keep moving on here. And um, I mean, uh, happy to get one tonight, but more so just uh, uh, happy to contribute to, to a big one for us. Okay, thanks.
2: There's Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Nick Bugstad as the Oilers have tied the best-of-seven series with the Golden Knights 2-2. So, well, it's uh, going to be tomorrow as we're into Thursday. At Vegas for Game 5, 6 o'clock for the face-off show here on 630 Chet. The game will start at 8. There will be a Game 6 Sunday here at Rogers Place. We don't yet have a game time announced for that one. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer from noon to 3 later today. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening, and also to Troy Bowler, our game-day engineer here inside Rogers Place. Get more on the game, more on the Oilers on 630 chetcom globalnews.ca. Oilers hockey, as always, is presented by Friesen Brothers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Orders, take it. 4-1.